Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I am glad you have made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us imagining, get us connected. And perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. Today we have the opportunity to have a conversation with Scott Rue. He's written, Everything Has Meaning, What the Tree Stand Murders Taught Me About Life, Death, and Destiny. Welcome, Scott. Very glad you're here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, a, I'm honored. Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful to have you here. And I want to make sure that our audience knows that you can get this book. It's available on Amazon. Uh, Scott Rue, the last name is R-O-U-X. And if you just start typing, everything has meaning. I did it this morning. Whoop, comes right up. So <laughs> be sure to consider getting it. Uh, you can get it on Kindle as well as getting it in paperback. Even at this moment, I think it's important that we take a pause and understand that there is a reason for us to be here and there is a connection. And that that's what the book ultimately shares and helps us understand is about that connection. In reading your book, Scott, in many ways I felt we were having just a conversation and in another way it felt like we were working on a jigsaw puzzle of life that um, we didn't really have the the cover to guide us what the picture looked like. <laughs> we just had the puzzle pieces and we needed to study the curve and the colors and how it comes together and 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 try and figure out what the picture is, what the meaning is. And I had two big takeaways when I after I read the book. In one, um, the takeaway was the Ojibwe faith, death has a mission accomplished feel to it. It is the person's meaning and purpose has been achieved and there's a welcoming uh, of that purpose being accomplished and that, that there is a there's a goodness to that. Um, I also felt that my beloved connection is very important and that everything is connected and every moment has meaning. Uh, that's absolutely correct. That's how I feel. Will you, in your book, share uh, what I consider three near-death experiences? The first near-death experiences is at your birth – when they're giving you your last rites before you're even born. The, yes, that is correct. I, <laughs> the, the second one was not going on the deer hunt. Right. That was near death. If you'd gone, you may not have survived the the murders in the deer stand. And number three was being hit by a truck in 2011. Yeah, that's correct. So let, let's start with the first one where <laughs> before you were born, the priest is there giving you your last rites. Well, I was informed by my mother, my original sibling mother, uh, Neola, and she told me a story about that, but it was never told to me my whole life. Mm. And she goes, Scott, we were there for 36 hours, and then the last day, the priest came in for our last rites. I was, uh, she was very, very young, and so uh, there were some complications with her and myself, and then they did a cesarean. But I was in a complications with both of us. And I, she didn't go deep to detail, but um, she did say that uh, the priest came in for our last rites. You were a big baby. 
Yeah. And she was a small woman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then the next one was the deer hunt. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, for some reason, the year before I went deer hunt with my distant cousins, and I really had a great experience about the deer drives, how they do it, so forth, and just to come out, you know, everyone engaged to do the Wisconsin tradition. And the following year I had, my second child came in, in, into my life, and um, things were tough. My uh, previous wife was laid off, so mm-hmm. I had to stay home sure. and just thought this was more important in my life to have my children and so forth. But And, and I, this was in 2004. That's correct. And I was requested to go deer hunting twice that, that time. Your dad wanted you out there. Yes, And you had a great time the year before and really all the great camaraderie, getting to know your cousins. And this was out in Rice Lake, right? Rice Lake, Wisconsin. That's Mm -hmm. correct. And when you got the call, it was just like, no, this doesn't work this year. But then you got another call. Yeah, I got another call. And then even my distant cousin uh, gave me a call and he was surprised for the second time. So I decided to have a poker tournament in Minnesota with my local neighbors. Mm -hmm. And that's what we just did. But you got a call that was very painful. Oh, that's correct. As a follow-up while your dad had gone on this this trip. That's correct. November 21st, I got a call around 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, I informed me that uh, he carried my distant cousin out and uh, five others that passed away. And he, my distant cousin, uh, Denny Drew, passed away the following day. And what had happened was that there was a man that had trespassed. That's correct. And they confronted him in that trespassing. That's that's and correct. And when they confronted him, he became outraged mm-hmm. and started um, shooting. Right. And, and shooting to kill. That's absolutely true. I In my book, I changed the whole story about that because I didn't want to open a can of worms mm-hmm. uh, just for other family members because sure. they're still suffering. But I can get into detail with my father, yeah. how he reacted and and my distant cousin and another person that passed away. So there was a statistics after these rampage shootings that uh, they either pass away with heart attacks or their health goes mm-hmm. to depletes. To, to right. So there's there's not only the the folks that are literally shot and either injured and have to go through surgeries and survive or killed, but there are the those that were impacted. That, that have PTSD, you know, that and that PTSD can impact their health and shorten their life as well. That's absolutely correct. I had someone kind of research it. We don't, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but we had statistics that show that there was a percentage that people pass away within 120 days with these rampage shootings. And my distant cousin, David, did, but he survived it, but his health went down mm-hmm. ever since. So uh, their ages were over 50. Mm-hmm. So uh, those were some messages that I received in my heart to mm-hmm. write this book. Right. And then in 2011, mm-hmm. you were going down 169. That's correct. There was, a, you know, traffic and thing, and the, car, the road was under construction, as it always is in the summer in Minnesota. And you took a, a different route. It was a farm road without any – Mile, any uh, how fast you're supposed to go, or any stop signs, mm-hmm. and you're going slow. And mm-hmm. then what happened? Well, it was uh, my last call. I had to make sure this account was taken care of, and 
and there was a big detour. And mm-hmm. so he said, well, Scott, you can cut uh, uh, 15 minutes out of your way. Uh, just go through this gravel road to this road, and all of a sudden I did that, but I pulled out, but there was no stop sign, and then I got I received a T-bone. That's what happened to me. I actually got a T-bone and uh, had a company car. I was at work and went 360, and that's all I could remember, and they took care of me and took me to the hospital and had a lot of inside injuries that mm-hmm. uh, were that night, and then I had to go see my doctors the following Monday. So. You didn't think there was anything that was, you know, you knew that you had a sore foot and you, yeah. knew you had a sore back, mm-hmm. but, and you had a headache. Oh. Really that, bad headache. Yes. It was the worst I ever had in my life. But the headache turned out to be something more than a headache. That's correct. That's correct. I had a TBI, uh, brain injury, and, and then I had to restructure my years of uh, speaking and speech. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it was a struggle. When you, ha- when you have a brain injury, especially on the left side, you have you know, challenges with learning how to talk again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. logical sequencing, all of those challenges. That's correct. And you were determined that, that's true. to come I, back. I, I never gave up. Right. And that's, I think I was just told by my father and others that were surrounded, my loved ones, just never give up in life. And I've, I felt that when I grew in this time in my life, uh, life is short, but I took a challenge to fight this. In all of these near-death experiences, including as you were first born yes, yes. <laughs> as a near-death, yes. then you find out later you, yes. you came into this world with a near-death, um, did you ever feel that that was some indicators that allowed you to do a pause and go, what does this mean? That That's true. That's part of the book. It, it was – the unknowns mm-hmm. uh, the, about life itself, I, I just didn't understand. But there was messages in time in my years that it was a symbol that could, continued to come to me, and mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it was. In the beginning of your book, in your, your preface, uh, you write, the greatest mysteries in life are, who am I? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What is life about? Yeah. And in the routine life, I was wondering, do you think that sometimes we just sort of fall asleep to these questions and we need little wake-up calls every once and again to remind us that we do have a purpose? Oh, it, yes, that's, that's what, I, what I did for this book because it was pulling me. We have a purpose on this earth regardless. I, I, I don't know what it is, but you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. For every reason, there's a purpose for you on earth. And nothing is random. That's right. One that um, a, a passage that I liked. Um, not one experience in our life, good or bad, is random or unintended, and that is true. We should be um, we should be to look back. We should look back on our journey, um, and each person and experience holds a clue to help us solve life's mysteries. Um, I wonder if we would know what to look for if we're looking back. And or would it be lost forever? And and that's a quote from your book of like, I I could tell in the beginning of your book you were looking at I'm trying to put the pieces together. That's I'm correct. Trying to look at all of this and have it make sense. And as I read it, it felt like you were um, you were looking at your life's journey, 
kind of like as a detective looking for clues. <laughs> that, that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and then also, what does the picture look like and, and what does it mean? Um, Another thing that that I want to get into in our next next segment, we're going to need to go to break in just a minute or two. Um, but you also talk about truth mm-hmm. and how truth is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning about your Ojibwe truth, mm-hmm. your ancestry, mm-hmm. um, and your tribal connection is mm-hmm. important. Uh, but you also talk about the authenticity, um, what you want to be, but what is, you know, and what instead of what you want to be looking at it squarely you talked at one point about how you thought that your mother had abandoned you that that's correct but you that's found correct. out later mm-hmm. that your grandmother had asked her to to not confuse you that's that's absolutely correct but that truth not having the truth really impacted you i think so i think me and my brother because at that time, it was very rare to see divorces, mm-hmm. and I went to a Catholic school, but then I moved around a lot, and I was teased a little bit because I, because of the moving. And uh, and not having a mother. That's true, and I put that in my book. I, I, I didn't understand, and I had to move forward, and that's how I looked at it, and I put in my book that I prayed for a mother. And you were disconnected not only from your birth mother, Mm-hmm. But you were disconnected then from your Ojibwe roots. That's absolutely correct. I, I just didn't know what it was. and uh, But in time, I knew what was coming. Well, when we come back after break, um, I'd like to share more about your connecting back to the Ojibwe tribe. Okay. And uh, some signs that have sure. that were very dramatic in bringing you back to the Ojibwe tribe. And those signs and how they have been with you from that point forward and how they how they became a guide for you and uh, i'll i'll look forward to having that be shared with our audience and you're listening to am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota here on connections radio show where we talk about ideas that matter Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and today we have the opportunity to have a conversation with Scott Rue. He has just written a book that came out in September 2022, uh, and the, the title of the book is Everything Has Meaning, What the Tree Stand Murders Taught Me About Life, Death, and Destiny. This is available on Amazon. Very easy to look up. You just go to Amazon. Uh, the author is Scott Rue, R-O-U-X. Uh, and you just start typing in everything has meaning and it pops right up and, and there it is. And you can get it both on Kindle or as a paperback. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you. I'm really enjoying you. Well, I, I'm enjoying having you here and having us explore your ideas in your book and where they have led you and where you are now. Uh, we left at the last segment talking about uh, a sense of truth and how truth is very important to you. And you feel that truth, the authenticity, really looking at truth, not just what you want it to be, but mm-hmm. what the truth is allows you to start to get access to what the meaning is. So your mother, who you were estranged with from, that's correct. You adored your stepmother. Oh, you prayed absolutely. for your stepmother to come into your life. Mm-hmm. She came into your life. 
mm-hmm. was one of your best friends mm-hmm. and it was awkward for your 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 birth mother to know mm-hmm. how to connect. But all of a sudden, she gets comes into your life and says, oh, by the way, you're Ojibwe and you're registered and, and you have a check waiting for you. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they were old. Uh, I guess uh, according to their tribe, there was old treaty checks that uh, were supposed to be given to the government in 1854. And so uh, my mother said it was just a small amount, but it was a check for mm-hmm. us. There was two of them. Because we were enrolled by my grandfather, her her father, mm-hmm. and so um, I didn't realize we were registered as natives on Mole Tribe, mm-hmm. and so I went there. But all of a sudden, the big eagle came. So you're driving along, and you're mm-hmm. with your mother. So this is kind of an interesting experience in itself that you're with your mother, and you haven't spent a whole lot of time That's with your birth mother. That's correct. And you've seen eagles, and you've noticed eagles before, yeah. but not like this eagle. <laughs> Not like this one. I, it was so rare and so unique uh, to me because when I was driving to the uh, reservation, a big eagle came towards me. And, to and, and we're talking huge wingspan. Beautiful, big ones. I say about six feet each or whatever. It, to me, it was so big. And it came towards us, and I had, actually had to pull over. You were frightened. In the book, you, you talk about how it keeps coming closer and closer, and you really think that the eagle is trying to dive bomb you. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. That, and, that's and, so true. And what are you going to do? Because you and, and both of you were kind of stunned as this eagle is getting closer and closer and closer. Yep. But as you pull over and the eagle comes down, mm-hmm. it does a sudden shift. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when it, it it took off, but it swerved again. I remember it clearly. And then when we pulled over, it took off, and it took off to the air up on the top. And at one point, did it almost give you a side look? Yeah, 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 it did. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you don't think of – you think of eagles with a hunt, you know, and their right. eyes dart. Right. But I, I, I haven't ever thought of an eagle or I've never seen an eagle be so intent on making a connection to a human that it even gives you a side eye. <laughs> it really did. I, I remember seeing it, but I was so stunned by it because it made me stop my car because uh-huh. of it. And and I, I can bring this up too. I went there three years ago. And it happened to me and my brother when we drove the same mm-hmm. way. The eagle mm-hmm. came right towards us to our car one mile away. And the elders let you know yes. that it was a welcoming. Yes. They said the spirit world is connecting to you and we're welcoming you to our triple tribe. How did life. you feel about that? I felt really good. I felt warm. Mm-hmm. I felt there was a reason for this, you know. And I I didn't understand it, but I had to research and learn and, and figure it out more and more in my years to come. What did you learn? I learned why nature and symbols today – on earth gives you a messages mm-hmm. and receive these messages and they're a connection to you mm-hmm. and and you're and it gets more aware of anything you see or do there is a message and that's how i figured it out a little bit i've always loved that the ojibwe especially um talk about the two-legged and the four-legged and the winged and and the finned as our brother and sisters yeah and and that they each bring medicine. And it's not the medicine of like, you know, I'm going to take my uh, penicillin. Mm -hmm. The medicine is really about how they can support us in having us understand our meaning and purpose. Yes. And and they bring medicine in terms of having us relate and understand and and get get the messages. Um, 
and and they become spirit guides. That is so true. And after researching and talked to some of the elders and spiritual leaders, they said the same thing, what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And the the eagle is one to bring messages. <laughs> yes. Uh, the messages, it's a number of things if you look at the eagle. Mm-hmm. It's a good sign. Be aware of things. Uh, pushing you forward. Uh, according to a lot of different tribes, including Ojibwe, they're good signs. It's It's from the heavens. And I put that in my book. And as you have become comfortable mm-hmm. with what the eagle means, you also became uh, eager. Yes. There were times you were talking, you, you did a lot of sales. And interestingly enough, you were selling tobacco, which yes. is also a holy yes. uh, part of, of the rituals of the Ojibwe tribe, one of the holy. Yes. Uh, but nothing in excess. That that and and I think sometimes um, there is an acceptance that well, tobacco is a good thing with the Native Americans. It is, but it, it's not to be overdone. Right. It's to be done in balance with the world, just like everything should be done in balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here you are out doing sales, tobacco mm-hmm. sales. Yeah. And you'd also you you tend to be disappointed if you didn't see the eagle. Like, is there something wrong? Well, that's true. I, because once I started to uh, be aware of that eagle, I, I always wanted him to be by me. Uh-huh. And I didn't understand it, but it would all sun come in time, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if I went to a reservation or somewhere I provided something, uh, the eagle would be there. And it was really unique. I went, for example, I went to a couple reservations providing samples of our products. And then when I left, the eagle would come. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was so unique. So it was a message saying maybe McWitch, thank you. McWitch, yes. And I, I, I don't know what it was, but I had to find in time. This was my journey mm-hmm. in my years, what that eagle was starting to mean to me and mm-hmm. what was the purpose of that eagle. At the end of your book, you have an epilogue that that you talk about the secrets that you've discovered. And the first one I think is interesting, and we'll go through all of them. The first one is be open to the unknown, the miracles. Um, When you started to have visions and you talk about the visions, you talk about an orb, you talk about Mm -hmm. um, seeing letters and and people and you knew you were awake. You were pinching yourself. Yes, that's correct. You were first kind of uncomfortable like is this real or am I crazy? Um, and, And they left you a little conflicted. But in time, you you grew to appreciate that the unknown was okay. That's true. Uh, actually, that was what, what you're saying right now was exactly true. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what it meant. Um, I I had to figure it out in my years to come. Mm-hmm. But I did see the messages and signs and symbols, uh, what they meant, and they were f- pushing me to my journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked outside of this uh, interview how I took Ojibwe for my second language. Yes, and, very impressive. Uh, I uh, I had a friend who is native who we took a psychology class together with, and I loved her dearly. And she was having the toughest time. We were taking abnormal psychology, mm. toughest time. And I said, "Well, you know, they're trick questions. You know, this is one of those entry classes that you have to learn a lot, and they like doing trick questions." And I thought that's why she was having challenges. So we we studied together, and she'd either not pass or 
just pass. And then one day she came knocking on my dorm and she was, dorm door and she was so excited. She goes, I get it. I get it now. And I go, well, what, what do you get? She goes, oh, I didn't understand that you white people think visions are bad yeah. and you think that's abnormal. We think it's a gift. But now that I understand that you think it's bad, I think I can do this test now because I just didn't understand that, that you made it bad. We don't think it's bad. And I thought of that. I thought of that conversation when, when you shared about it because there, there is a part of us that, that wants to say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, there's a, and then, then the natives just embrace it as you've just gotten a gift. Well, that's what I didn't understand, but it came pretty strong since I had my transfer from San Francisco, California. Mm-hmm. And then I think my spirit in time, as I wrote this book, it was pulling me. The mm-hmm. spirit was pulling me back mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And and it took me 61 years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what you were saying about the visions and dreams, uh, there is a connection, but everyone keeps it to their self. Sure. But this book had to have the meaning and the purpose why I had to write this book because it was all connected. Mm-hmm. The next thing you have is there are angels among us. Yes. Find one and stay close. Tell me about that. Well, you know, when I was a little boy, when my parents got a divorce when we were five and three, uh-huh. I have a, another brother. It's great. Born on the same day. And... I always think there's someone always special in your circle of life. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, that's my personal opinion, mm-hmm. and and she guided me to my journey, in a lot of ways, gave me a step to it, and and I looked at her as an angel because she had the kind heart and pushed me to, to believe in something. And, Was this your grandmother? Yes, my grandmother, and I'll I'll never forget her. Because I even have friends because of her, because she always cooked. She was uh, <laughs> the the German um, character of her. She uh-huh. she loved cooking, baking, and it was a family thing. Mm-hmm. And but when I needed her, she was there for me, and she invested a lot of time in in her life to do this and, for me. And she and you've forgiven her in some ways because she's the one that that didn't want you to be confused so you knew that your her heart was in the right place that's right but she did send your mother away that you had to you know deal with later in life that's true and I, i'm glad you brought that up and that's where i think the truth is important mm-hmm. but as my grandma was really protecting me and greg for our new stepmother right and I think she was just doing the best for us. And she helped you pray about having your mother come to your life. Yes. And it, it that's what I'm saying. They all come if mm-hmm. you believe. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what I needed for a family and a, the connection with me and my brother and a stepbrother I had with my stepmother. So it was a great family and a great people. Well, we're going to need to go to break again. But yeah. I um, – that her, your next secret to life was also something that she gave you, and that is believe in something bigger than you and to search for it and commit to it and believing in something bigger so that we can become bigger ourselves. That's and, true. And I'd love to have that be um, what we start out in, in our conversation in our next segment uh, to share about what did that mean to you and, and what were some of your discoveries in, in finding your God? Because that, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to is finding the God that allows us then to be connected 
mm-hmm. so that we're not alone and that mm-hmm. we're not isolated. And I'd love to have you share with me the God that you discovered for yourself. Okay. I sure will. And we'll, I'll, I'll and be glad to. We'll, all right. And we'll do that in the next segment. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And this is Connections Radio Show. And I'm your host, Lori Fitz. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. So glad that you've been with us today. It's been a wonderful conversation that we've been having with Scott Rue. He has written the book, Everything Has Meaning, What the Tree Stand Murders Taught Me About Life, Death, and Destiny. Scott, thank you so much for sharing your ideas and your thoughts and your journey and searching for meaning. Thank you again. I really enjoying you and the 950 AM radio station. It's a it, we have fun here and, and I can we have see that. we have good conversations and and I uh I'm enjoying having you be part of our connections family. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm honored. In the end of your book, we had talked started to talk about the epilogue. And in the epilogue, you uh you give some secrets that you've discovered. Um, as you've reviewed your journey mm-hmm. and you encourage others to be looking for their secrets. These mm-hmm. secrets may be, uh, may be apply. They might review and look at it for their life. But you also kind of encourage people to, to look for their, their secrets. And we talked about the first secret was the be open to the unknown. Second mm-hmm. secret was there are angels among us and you shared the story of your grandmother and, mm-hmm. and how she helped guide you. The next was believing in something bigger than you and it really was your journey for finding God mm-hmm. and how to commit to something bigger so that we can become bigger. That's true. Is, That's is very the true. underlying secret. So tell me about the God you discovered. Well, when I was a little uh, kid, uh, five years old, I didn't know much about a God. Uh, but my grandma, which I just spoke to you uh, about my grandma, she said, believe in something. So I had Catholic roots in me. And then later in time, I still have that in my heart. But then the spiritual of the Jibbewe, uh Mother Earth was more appealing to me because it was all connected at one to me in mm-hmm. my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this part of my epilogue was important because sometimes – Young adults uh, are not ready for this mm-hmm. or for religion. So I'm not here to pick, choose each sides mm-hmm. of what religion you're into, but believe in Mother Earth, nature may find that for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it did to me. And in your journey of finding, what did you find? Uh, nature. Nature, mm-hmm. uh, this earth, uh, my heart and soul comes to me and feels right. Mm-hmm. And so when I see nature as, for example, the eagles, the birds, uh, you know, animals, deers, there's a purpose for that, trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all a meaning to that. Mm-hmm. We just don't know, and I'm only here for a certain amount of time. <laughs> I, I love the idea uh, also in the Ojibwe that everything has a life force. It yeah. has the Manitou um, and that the Manitou are asleep now because it's 
it's snowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can tell stories. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as the, the Manitou. And, and that's all part of, of the nature's journey. Um, your fourth secret to life was pray with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Always begin by giving thanks for blessings mm-hmm. and then have conversations with God mm-hmm. and you will receive answers. Mm-hmm. And you called your prayers your alone time. That's correct. And your alone time is in nature. It's in nature. And then, like I said, I, I do volunteer at St. Jude. I clean the church and the gift shop. But it gives me that time, too, to listen and, and pray. Mm-hmm. And that would be my 10-minute pray there. And then in the morning, and when the sun comes up, I pray with my sage and mm-hmm. I do my spirit that way and heal from the morning, mm-hmm. from the east. And then your fifth, which is the title of your book as well, yes. is Everything Has Meaning, Yes. Everything Has Purpose. Mm-hmm. And as I read that, I, I said, thought to myself that there is the pattern, there's the circle and the Ojibwe circle, um, and seeing the picture mm-hmm. on the puzzle mm-hmm. starts to come to life. Um, and as we, we look at the Ojibwe circle, would you like to share a little bit about the circle with us? Well, the circle, according to the Ojibwe, it's, it has a circle of life. It has north, south, east, and west. And it has all colors into this circle of the wheel. And in my time and experience in researching that, uh, there was a purpose for that wheel. And I didn't understand it, but it has different stages and different ages of the circle of the wheel. There's the youth. That's correct. Uh, of the east. Yes. There, um, there. Oh, actually, the, it starts with the 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 young in the east. Yes. Um, then it goes to the youth of the south, the adult of the west, and the elder in the north. North. That's correct. And you felt like you were pulled back. To Minnesota in your adult and elder, as we move into our elder years, um, that this felt like a right place to be. It was. I received my transfer, and and it just felt like I was receiving wisdom and learning mm-hmm. in my life uh, what these experiences were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to circle back. Okay. Speaking of the circle, yes, uh, to the beginning of our interview when we talked about your near death experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had three near-death experiences, one before you were born, mm-hmm. one not uh, being part of the massacre mm-hmm. of the um, the tree stand murders in mm-hmm. Rice Lake, Wisconsin, uh, and that horrible experience. Uh, but you learned something from that mm-hmm. um, and, and then your own near-death experience in getting hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about your dad in the book. It, That's right. It, it – it goes through so – it's one of the constant um, streams that, that come up uh, and, and trying to make sense out of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, very good man, yes. worked very hard. Mm-hmm. Gay, things that you assumed about him as you got older, you, you discovered the truth yes. that was different than what you expected. And the loss of him, there was mm-hmm. even more of a heartbreak in realizing how much you needed him in your life and he was gone. Yes. Uh, in also looking at the Ojibwe belief that we achieve our purpose mm-hmm. and, and the Great Spirit brings us home because yes, right. we've now achieved what we need to, mm-hmm. do you have any thought or um, sense of connection that your dad achieved a purpose? 
I, I do. I After years and time to come, he had a purpose. He had to take care of uh, his position in his lifetime, uh, do the best he can as a family, but he represented the union of AFL-CIO. And I do talk a little bit about the book, how important uh, spending his 35 years of work, which I only saw maybe two hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it made me learn how strong this man was and how he was uh, uh, voted by his peers. And, and then being who he is today, and that was his purpose, to be mm-hmm. a, a leader at that position at that time at A.L. Smith Corporation, mm-hmm. made American car frames. Mm-hmm. But it taught me to not be so selfish but I was a young kid yeah. trying to learn, and and when I got to this age, I said, "Boy, I, I just didn't realize how much my father uh, did all the good things." And when I was doing this and that, I wanted his attention, and I didn't have that because he was so drawn to his position. But now I know why. He was a really great man, and he did everything he could on this earth. You felt after the the murders, mm-hmm. and he being such a part of this and the PTSD of that, yes. that he died of a broken heart. Yeah, I, that's absolutely correct. I believe that 100%. Could there be another way of looking at it that isn't about a broken heart but a discovery? You know, Could there be a sense that he, even though your heart was broken? Yeah, yeah. It, it was broken, but I think the message was sent when he was in a deer hunting uh, uh, that day. He saw an eagle. My distant mm-hmm. cousin and my father saw that eagle half an hour to an hour before they went in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so according to I find out from my spiritual leader was Fred, and he told me that he was protected. Mm-hmm. Both of them were. And so when he passed away, the eagles were there, mm-hmm. uh, five eagles on the road, one looking down. Mm-hmm. And it was a total of four of one. It was a number of the eagles, but it was a message sent to me. And your father did come to you. Yes, he did. That's absolutely right. And I'm glad you mentioned that uh, on this uh, interview because that was my message in my my message to write this book because there was a purpose of everything because it was all connected. And what did your father tell you? Um, wisdom and uh, what he gave me in my life and uh, thank you for the unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean – I, I found he took my wings, uh-huh. flew me like an eagle. And he he also, didn't he share that he was okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did with the orb. I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really unique. It was like 10 seconds mm-hmm. he touched me. and. Uh, but you heard his voice. I heard his Clear. voice. Clear. Yep. It was unbelievable. And I had to keep that to myself uh, for many years because I didn't think no one would believe me. Did you did did having his voice give you more of a sense of peace in his passing? It, absolutely, it was probably the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. But then the messages were coming out stronger after mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. I, I was seeing more things, uh, uh, symbols and signs, and and empathy for those who have PTSD. A recognition that perhaps the PTSD is is also trying to teach us something. I believe in that. I really mm-hmm. do. I think there was a message sent. I know that uh, 
when I was researching and had someone help me with it, we're not medical doctors, but there was a percentage who would have heart attacks less than 120 mm-hmm. days yeah. with ma- massacre shooting. But you also saw him as a hero. Yes. And the hero that he was in Absolutely. in staying with your cousin as yes. long as he did, even though he was in danger himself. He did not leave the side of your cousin. That, that is really true. And one thing I would have to say about that, he did receive the Carnegie Medal for Heroism. But my uh, distant cousin, David Drew, uh, did not receive it. But he was a big part of that because they were both carrying him out of the woods. So I wanted to mention that, too, because he had the PTSD, but it was hidden. Yeah. What I also want to recognize at the end of our show here is how much of your own um, persistent spirit um, you have in facing some of the challenges you've had to face after your brain injury and and what you've learned in that. There was a, There's an amazing uh, piece when you – Look up the book on Amazon. They give an overview and they say, when two tons of truck smashed into his vehicle, Scott Rue's life would never be the same. Mm-hmm. Leaving the hospital with a broken foot, severe headache and a sore back, Scott thought that's all he had to do was to heal. But the traumatic brain injury would change his life forever. Losing his short-term memory and his ability to continue as an executive salesman, his comprehension dropped initially to a third grade level. How could he continue a life where he wasn't what he used to be? Scott used his passion for his life to push himself toward um, the face of a crippling circumstances. Now he shares his secrets to fulfilling life with you. Through stories of the past and hope for the future, this book will help you understand that everything has meaning. Well, thank you. You're absolutely right. And that's – that's one thing I want to do and share it to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the proceeds are going to go to um, uh, St. Jude Senior Center in the Lake Tribe. Mm-hmm. So I want to give something back on this earth because I think that's what we're all here for, to, to help each other out. Are there any closing thoughts that you want to make sure that the audience thinks about? We always like to... Um, have something for the audience to do or think about as as you um, have finished this book. And, of course, buying the book is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go out and do that. But is there something else that you'd like to have the audience think about? I want them to think about to enjoy life. And it, there's a meaning for it and there's a purpose for, for everyone on earth here. Uh, appreciate what you have and, and learn – the experiences on Mother Nature, the earth itself, animals, anything that you see. And always, out of your heart, give and show your wisdom or give that wisdom to others. That's why you have that. And that's how many years you're on this earth. Share that to others so they can be wiser and smarter and stronger. And pay attention in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I agree, 100%. That, that nothing is random. That's right. That this is a moment to share. That's right. This is a moment to stop and and, and acknowledge, give thanks. Yes, absolutely. And as you struggle, allow yourself to be open to new thoughts. And and like I said, surround yourself by good people or they're, like I said, about angels. They're, they're on earth and those are your best friends. Thank you, Scott, for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for everything. I and mean that. thank you for joining us today. Uh, Again, the book is Everything Has Meaning, 
by Scott Rue. You can buy it on Amazon, and I highly encourage you to do so. And have a wonderful week. We'll look forward to having you come back to Connections Radio Show next Saturday morning, 9 a.m., here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you.